Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the Sermon on the Mount. If you have a Bible with you, turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, and follow along while I read. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And when you pray... You must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast... Anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." In this section of Scripture, Jesus is warning his followers about how they practice their righteousness. In the previous chapter, he had talked to them about how important it was that their righteousness exceed that of the Pharisees. In this chapter, he says, not only should your actions exceed theirs, but your intent, your purposes, your motivations should exceed theirs. There are certain religious rituals that we participate in. Things like praying or giving our money to the poor or fasting that Jesus says should be done with the proper attitudes. Jesus lets his followers know that religious practices like these are intended to be points of connection with God, ways to better understand the God of heaven, not ways to be noticed by others. 
Jesus mentions three in this chapter. We could add a lot of other things that we do in our Christian lives that are intended to help us with our connection with God. But unfortunately, when folks do them, they're often trying to convince other people that they're a good Christian, not looking for that connection with God. And so Jesus calls that way of behaving hypocritical. I think in our time, we have reduced that word to meaning just someone who doesn't practice what they preach. But notice Jesus here is talking about people who practice the very behaviors that he's discussing. It's their heart, their intent, their motivation that's wrong. A hypocrite is a play actor. That Greek word is, describes people that would act a role in a play. So if you go to a play or you're watching a movie or a show on television, the actors are portraying something that they're really not. And some actors can be very convincing, but they're doing it for the audience. They're putting on a show. Jesus says when we're acting out our lives, we need to remember that our audience is an audience of one. It's God. Uh, We shouldn't be doing things to connect ourselves to other people or impress other people. We should be doing things in a way that help us understand better our relationship with God. What we see Jesus telling us here is that things like giving our money, praying, and fasting are not things that we do to please God. They are to be expressions of a heart longing for God. Jesus starts by talking about giving, and he lets us know that giving to the needy is something that we should willingly do. It's something that we don't have to make known to other people. This is something that we're doing with God. And giving is an intimate service with God. It should never be done in a way that draws attention to me. Any glory that might result from it should be given to God. There's a great benefit in doing good deeds that no one knows about. When people see us giving, when a show is made of it, very often people become very cynical and assume that that is the motivation. And unfortunately, too often it is. There is value in doing the right thing because it's the right thing. Helping someone that's disadvantaged or less fortunate without making a show, without making it about you. It's interesting how often we can make our Christian service very selfish when Scripture commands it to be selfless, something that we're doing to honor God and show God's love and mercy to others. Jesus is talking specifically about money here, but we need to know that giving people what they need is often more than just giving money. In the book of Acts, there's a story of Peter and John going into the temple, and someone asked them for money. And they said, we don't have any money, but we'll give you what we have. This is the attitude that we should have about giving. If you don't have enough money to help someone in need, you may have time. You may have the ability to give advice. You may be able to give a ride to someone somewhere. Are we willing to give to people because we know they need it? Not because we get anything out of it, just because we know that God cares about that person and we get to work with God to show them God's love and mercy. Jesus also mentions prayer. And prayer is described as an intimate discussion with God. 
Uh, prayer's not a time for boasting where uh, I would tell God what a good job I'm doing. Prayer is not a time for empty repetition, a repetition that uh, has no meaning or significance. When Jesus says this here, I think sometimes we focus on the wrong word. We focus on the repetition. Jesus actually tells us in other places we should keep praying the same thing over and over again so that God will give us what we're asking for. It's the emptiness of the repetition or the vain repetition. There's nothing to it. If we have just kind of memorized a set of phrases that we string together just before we go to bed and there's no meaning or significance to it, and it's not a genuine discussion with God, Jesus says there's not a lot of benefit to that. When Jesus tells us how we should pray, he reveals to us that genuine prayer, an intimate discussion with God, reveals a heart that is worshipful. Jesus says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. He is honoring God. These intimate discussions also reveal a heart that is trusting. There are things that are needed, and we ask God for them and trust him to provide them. It also reveals a heart that's compassionate, as they're willing to forgive those who have transgressed against them. And it shows a heart that is grateful, because God has done all that he has in our lives. Jesus also mentions fasting, and that's a practice that's not as common as it would have been in the first century among the Jews. But those people that Jesus was describing were doing it in a way that drew attention to themselves. In the same way they had made a big show out of their giving and out of their prayers, they were making a show out of their fasting. They were pretending to be something they really weren't. What they didn't understand was that fasting was not intended to show anyone anything. Fasting was a way to deepen their intimacy with God. Fasting is intended to be a physical shadow of a spiritual hunger. Now, when we fast... If we fast, it is an opportunity to realize the things we should truly be hungry for as our physical desires kick in and we want to eat. It can be used as a trigger to remind us that the food that is most important is the food that God nourishes us with, his word. But all of these things are to be done between us and God to deepen our connection with him, to help us understand him and our relationship with him better. They're not things that God asks us to do just to see if we can accomplish it. And they're certainly not things we should do to try to prove to others that we're a Christian. In the same way that Jesus said in the previous chapter that people were missing the point of the laws that God had given, there were people missing the point of the practices they were participating in. And so Jesus reminded them to be very careful about the reward they were looking for, for good behavior. If the reward you want comes from other people, you'll get that while you're here. But that's the only reward there is. Our reward is to be stored in heaven. It's not something to be squandered. It's not something that we should do to to make a show of. Now, remember the story of the prodigal son. Uh, The word prodigal means wasteful. He took his inheritance, he took his reward, and he went and squandered it and had to come crawling back to the Father and beg forgiveness. We don't want to be a prodigal. We want to be a faithful servant of God. The text says, wherever our treasure is, that's where our heart is. 
The question then for us is, is our heart at the throne of God, near his heart, or is it in the world where he rests his feet? Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.